Good evening and welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast, brought to you by the Freedom's Path Recovery Society. We are not affiliated with any 12-step fellowship, nor do we wish to propose only one solution. We understand how different solutions can greatly increase an individual's chance of survival. We hope to illuminate some of the recovery process by sharing as many human stories as we can. Why, you might ask, to show that we can and do build stable lives from a former state of chaos, desperation, and hopelessness. Our stories become our strength. Please remember that any and all opinions shared and heard are those of the individuals and not a reflection of Freedom's Path Recovery Society or any other entity. So regardless of how crappy or wonderful our opinions might be to you, they still remain opinions, nothing more. You might hear swearing adult themes and situations, as well as the tragedies humans face and walk through every day. It is not suitable for children unless they are accompanied by a parent or guardian or have the explicit permission of those individuals. All right, man, tonight we have Alex, and Alex is an old friend of mine. Um, well, get, becoming an old friend of mine, I should yeah. say. Yes, yeah, <laughs> slowly becoming an old friend in the process of aging friends. Um, anyway, welcome, dude. Hey, thanks. You're uh, welcome. I'm honored to do this, seriously, man. Like, dude, honored to have you on here, man. You know, like this, and just like being able to share our story mm. to to a wider audience than, you know, yeah. just us. This is pretty cool. Or, yeah. or the odd, you know, um, mm-hmm. the, the person who's listening in at, at the Starbucks, you know. That, that's <laughs> like, right. Or the odd person who comes her, you know, just contact with us, right? Yeah. yeah. I, that's interesting you say that, to share it with a broader audience than that. Because that was the whole point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally, yeah. It was and, to make and, it so people who would never encounter us would be able to maybe hear us. Yeah, right? and, and, and podcasts are so powerful now. Yeah. Like, like I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, do you? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, don't, I know that there are some powerful ones out there. I'm sure this isn't one of them, but hey, there no, are no, some no, other dude. ones that are really good. <laughs> yeah, well, no, this is. Like, like, like you know, it's, it all starts somewhere, you know. Mm. Like, I'm pretty sure every podcast, even like – like the Dan Carlins of the world, oh, or yeah. like you know, uh, how do we do this? And the you know? Joe Rogans of the world, yeah, totally, yeah. you know, and just like keep doing it, you know. And I think that's what, like, with anything, you know, mm-hmm. like, especially recovery, you know, it's yeah. it's all about that resiliency, like keep going, keep doing it, despite my best thinking, which yeah. a lot of the time is like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, or whatever. Yeah, I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, uh, take it away, man. Tell us, tell us your story. Well. um... See, I'm, I've been sober a little while now, mm-hmm. you know, eight years, almost eight years. And When's in your May, eight years? Uh, May 5th. Nice. Because <laughs> I remember I got, uh, like, like I, I went into the hospital. Uh, the, I was admitted into the Vancouver General Hospital on May 4th. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got, because I, I wasn't able to look at my, like, any, like, I wasn't in a capacity to, to look at, yeah. like, like, anything. But, like, my brother had sent me a May the 4th be with you. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's Cinco de Mayo, you know, like, yeah, that's pretty good. You're like, can I get out of the hospital to party? <laughs> yeah, no. no, I was, I was pretty done at that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can, I'll get to that because it was pretty, pretty eye opening, you know, and mm-hmm. it was, it was very critical in what, what I feel is a success in, in, in my sobriety. Yeah. Was that, but, uh, yeah, you know, it just, Typical kind of alcoholic start. Like I didn't feel like I fit in mm-hmm. ever, you know, like since a very young age. I was going to say, like, how young were you? Like, I, I think I can remember, like, I was five years old when, like, like 
there's this song by um, Jizza, you know, from the Wu Tang Clan. Oh yeah, and and, and there's just it's this little boy recounting a, a story, and and it's like that was the night everything changed, and that was the, like like I had that, you know, like okay. that that night that everything changed, and it was yeah. like I walked into the like my parents, you know, used to in typical. Well, I don't want to call them alcoholics, but, you know, like, like heavy drinker, alcoholic, you know, mm. fashion, you know, fought, fought, you know, ferociously a lot of the time. Yeah. And um, I guess I should maybe ask them. It's okay to tell the story, but whatever. Um, That's okay. Most people realize parents fight ferociously. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, but anyway, this this one was like, like typically or like atypically like brutal, you know, like, okay. like and so I walk into the bathroom and um, my dad was like bleeding everywhere. And I was like, whoa, you know, like mm. as much as like a five-year-old could. And then I walk in and into my, my parents' bedroom and my mom's sitting there bleeding all over the place. And, you know, after that, it was kind of like the world changed for mm. me, you know, in my perception of the world. And, and I mean, because there's always that like, oh, you know, I was born an alcoholic and, and probably I was, but this this was the fuel to, mm. to really get that alcoholic mind you know really going right that the world like i just felt lonely no matter what right yeah. and, and so started getting in trouble you know like um running with like bad kids stealing you know i got kicked out of like two babysitters places for like stealing hockey cards and just mm-hmm. being like a general little shit disturber um that's awesome though. yeah <laughs> as a kid who didn't like babysitters yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah, i got you totally. fam yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um but then uh, my mom like during that time had met my my stepfather mm-hmm. right and then so that uh we we went from kind of like low income housing into this this house pretty quickly you know like this middle suburban house in mm-hmm. Queensland which is like an area in Cal- here in Calgary mm-hmm. um and yeah just you know just going to school like i didn't have like a like a bad childhood you know the, the, mm-hmm. like like there was what I would say, you know, like like my needs weren't met as a kid a lot mm-hmm. of the time, but like, you know, I don't, I don't blame my parents for that. You yeah. know, that it's the same thing as, you know, they just, just didn't have a program, right? And and so, um, but, you know, I, I continued getting in trouble. My dad lived in Vancouver at the time, like, like my, my biological father and um, go there every summer. Mm-hmm. I got expelled from... Um, or no, I was getting in a lot of trouble in grade four, so I got sent out in grade five to live with my dad and go to school in Vancouver. I got expelled on the last day of school for stealing balsa wood glue because we were not for sniffing, but for burning. <laughs> you know? Dude, you're reading my mind. I'm yeah. like, you little huffers. <laughs> yeah. No, but that was the thing. And like, like pyromania. Huffing's actually quite. Yeah, injury, no, it's yeah. pretty bad. Anyway, but it's a, like I can see why it's appealing for a kid, right? Yep. Because it's very, very accessible. And so, um, but actually, the the funny thing is, is my first drug mm-hmm. that, that 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 I I I feel I, I understood that I could feel my or or stop feeling my feelings mm-hmm. was we pass each other out, you know, mm-hmm. like like and I, and I guess it was pretty common even yeah. like it wasn't just like my grade, you know, and so, but I took it to an extreme, and I remember like I hit a quote unquote bottom when I like I was showing my sister, I was at one of my friends' house, and she was. Um, at her friend's house, which, which were neighbors, and she was on the trampoline and we were on the trampoline. I was like, check this out. It's so cool. You know, I, I passed myself out. I passed myself out. Or, or my friend, like, passed me out. And then I got up in, in a stupor and jumped face first off the trampoline. I'm like, my, like, I remember my neck was sore and I was oh. like, I, I ate dirt and all that. And I was like, 
You know, that, that could have, I could have broke my neck there. Yeah, dude. You know, and so that was the first like kind of thing. And like, like with, you know, changing my feelings, mm-hmm. like, like cognitively that, that I could see like that, that was like a drug. Right. And then, yeah. you know, the rest kind of set itself up. Right. And then I went along, didn't get kicked out of school, you know, but, but started my, my grades started, you know, plummeting and, mm-hmm. and my attendance wasn't that good. Started running with, with a worse and worse crowd, you know, got into pornography very early as well. Like watching and, it or yeah, watching it and, it and then downloading it like off yeah. the internet, like with like the, you know, like, like the, the dial up modem. And there, 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 there wasn't even like a, an interface. It was like DOS, like DOS yeah. internet, you know, and, and, and then so I get all these, these pictures and I print them out and mm. I was like the coolest, you know, coolest guy I printed out the anarchist cookbook, you know, we were like, stealing all all the stuff to make bombs and mm-hmm. like and, and pornography and it was you know and, and so I never really grew out of that but I was able to kind of keep uh keep it a secret you know like mm-hmm. from my parents as much as much as possible like unless he did grow like, out of making bombs yeah <laughs> any police out there he does not make bombs yes yeah. <laughs> that's Presently. a good caveat yeah yeah totally <laughs> and so I um <clears throat> You know, and then and then that was like like junior high ish, and that was that was when I found booze too. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it was that that same thing. You know, like the first time that I actually got drunk, drunk, it mm-hmm. was like, oh yeah, this this is this works. You know, that yeah. I, I love this, and, and and I will do whatever I need to to do this again, mm-hmm. right? So I'd start stealing my parents' booze, my mom, well, like like my stepdad's booze, because my mom. um she went to AA for a little mm-hmm. while, right? And that was yeah. the first time that I heard, you know, she came, she came to me, like, like, and this is after, you know, like we would lock her in the house, you know, mm-hmm. and just hear plates smashing and, you know, that like this, 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 this chaos, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, and then she went, she went to um, Aventa or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it was still around or the other woman's detox, um, it was called. Anyway, and then, and then uh, started going to meetings and then... That was like right when I was getting it, like transition, you know, mm-hmm. into it. And she was like, oh, yeah, you have an allergy of the body. You know, and I was like, I don't know what that means. Whatever. Yeah. That's for you. That's not for me. You mm-hmm. know, I'm okay. Yeah. I can, you know, like, like, like booze is good. Yeah. So then I, um, you know, it got more frequent. Like I didn't, I didn't miss a lot of school in junior high mm-hmm. because I lived so close and then there was nowhere that I could, because like, like I, I was monitored a little mm-hmm. bit more. And then fast forward to high school, you know, like I had all these bouts of like alcoholic insecurity, like, like, like the whole time, you know, like I, I could never relate to, to girls, you know, mm-hmm. like I could, but then like, I, I'd be so like, I have such poor self-esteem that like, like a girl could be like, I think you're the best, you're, you're, you're the cutest guy ever. And I want to date you. And I'd be like, what do you what do you mean by that? You know, like like <laughs> like, like, like there, there, there's 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 got to be some catch to this, you know. Yeah. And that was like the whole time. So like, high school was like, like, you know, I, I, I was pretty popular, mm-hmm. but you know, I was very kind of like I'd isolate myself a lot, and you know, smoking a lot of pot, mm-hmm. going on like what I now believe is like schizophrenic, like you know, like I'd smoke it and, and become schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like straight up like paranoid to, like beyond but i keep doing it you know yeah. and, and then every weekend drinking boozing you know partying 
and I think one of the funniest things is we were always looking for a party and could mm. usually never find one. You know, like it would just I remember like, those days. You know, and be like, yeah, what do you do? let's go drink at this this parking lot here until yeah. we find a party, and then you know that would just happen until totally. the night was done, and and the parking mm. lots ran out. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> and then so so during halfway through high school, I, I got in some trouble with the law, and I needed to pay for a lawyer. And so I need to get a job. And um, I actually, it was, you know, it's, it's kind of what set me on my path was, mm. you know, I got a job and um, as a dishwasher at a fine dining restaurant, you know, so, so which is very, I'm very, I feel very fortunate because, and, and I got, I rose through the ranks pretty quickly, mm. but it was like, it was awesome because like, you know, I, I'd get rewarded every so often with some booze yeah. for free, you yeah. know, and, and so yeah. free, free food, you know, all that. And, and so... I loved life, you know, and I loved the idea, you know, there's like this like pirate kind of life, like, like a cook, you know, like, you know, fuck the rules, you know, like, like, like all that. And, and so, uh, you like cooks I, are badass. Man. Yeah. I, apparently. Yeah. You know? Seriously. I know. <laughs> so, I, I learn more and more. I'm, I meet more and more of you. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I mean, it, pirates. it's like a, it's an epidemic right now yeah. in the restaurant industry. Well, I'll, I'll get to that, you know. Okay later but um yeah i'm curious to hear about that yeah because i mean like it's an easy way to hide and and, and workaholism too right yeah. like I, I never had a clue about workaholism or that i was actively participating in mm. that as well to to kind of escape from what i believe was the futility of life right mm-hmm. and so you know that that went on there's you know, i can tell you like a million incidences where you know my insecurity um led me to to trouble you know mm-hmm. the, the, like not always with police not always with you know like fights or anything like that and I, and I wasn't much of a fighter you know like like i i i was always nervous or scared even even when i was with my friends and, and we were fighting mm-hmm. i'd always just feel like like it was wrong and it was and there was just a more, better chance for me to drown my like the fears that came up and all that right and and so yeah. Like emotional regulation was not my my thing at all. Like fair enough. So, so I, uh, you know, I and then this continued like like well after high school, you know, and and, and kind of hung out with a lot of the people from high school. We get in trouble together, you know, and it was like this kind of like lost boys kind of you know like Lord of the Flies type. <laughs> Like like mentality and, and yeah. seriously, I remember like 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 having this the kind of moment of clarity and looking around and being like, dude, like you know, we're all the product of divorce, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like I mean, that's not the like you know, like, like I believe in in like a whole you know plethora of different like like things, mm-hmm. but I think that was like a contributing factor. Like it was just it was a weird thing that I like I noticed. I How old like, were you though? I was like probably like twenty. Yeah, you probably you know, would look around and say that. Yeah, I was like, whoa, yeah. you know, like yeah. And shrug my shoulders and you know it makes sense. I'd have thought the same thing at twenty yeah. and been like, oh yeah, this is why we're all together. Totally, yeah. yeah. And, and we had that that like that lifestyle and and so you know fast forward to like you know twenty five, I was introduced to, to this like dynamic young chef. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing was he he didn't didn't drink. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. It, it was so weird to me. You know, because like before that, every, it was always about, you know, getting off work and, and slugging a couple beers and going mm-hmm. to the liquor store, you know, and then getting ready for the night. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so he, he was, he was very instrumental in, in my career as a chef as well, because yeah. he had shown me how to be dynamic, how to think outside the box and all that more mm-hmm. so than any other chef. And I worked with some good chefs before him too. Yeah. 
And so, um, so we developed, you know, somewhat of a bond, right? And, and I think he always kind of knew that, like, like me and and one of my really good friends were definitely, you know, <laughs> like program material. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, so I remember we went to his like I think it was his, like second or third birthday at uh, Daily Reflections, mm-hmm. right? And, and so, that, but that was like that was I think it was like twenty one or twenty two at the time. Um, and then fast forward to, I think it was 25 or 26. Again, mm. the, the, that, that whole, like my 20s was like like, like a very like hazy blur. And How old like, are you now? I'm 35. Okay. So um, so 20, I believe it was 26. You know, um, I, I, you know, I'd worked around at some other places and I had come back to work with this chef. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was now like, you know, like I think he was like six or seven years sober. Yeah. At this time, right? And, and so, and he watched me, you know, like I was very talented at what I did, mm-hmm. but I also had a very, you know, a, a propensity to, to, to get in tight situations, you know. And burn yourself to the ground. Yeah. Totally, totally. And so, um, he, like, like from the book Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, two employers, you mm-hmm. know, like, like I've read it many times now. And now that I look back, it was like to the, to the letter, what, you know, what a, an employer should do if they have an alcoholic yeah. Um, employee. And, and that, and that's what he did, right? He has two yeah. options. It's like, you know what, man, you can come, you can keep your job here and you come to me and, you know, check out the, these meetings mm-hmm. and, and, or you can go on doing what you're doing, but you can't be employed here because you're, yeah. you know, a liability. So I was like, yeah, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do this. And, mm-hmm. and so I went and, you know, I read the, read the, the steps and I was like, you know, it was, it was all in, in the first person, you know, I admitted I was, powerless over alcohol and so i thought that was it you know like like mm. did a moral inventory in my head you know like, like you know like and i thought yeah. that was it and and after the prospect of the job went away mm-hmm. i um I, I stopped going right and i didn't drink but mm-hmm. I, I i got pretty pretty heavily addicted to cocaine yeah you know and so i didn't have a, dr- a drink to bring me down either and and so it was a it was a pretty hellish year mm-hmm. that year uh, and it, and it landed me in the psych ward, uh, mm-hmm. for the first time. And I was there for three because of a, a, a failed suicide attempt. Um, I was there for three months, like, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like, I, w- I wasn't, I couldn't like be like, oh, okay, I'm done now. Like I had to do yeah. that three months. Right. And, and be assessed by a, a psychiatrist a couple of times. Um, but as soon as I got out, I had a beer and again, that, you know, like that, yeah. like it's all good now, you know, the, mm-hmm. like, like, but I had, you know, I had some pretty big mental mm-hmm. problems at that time. And, and most of them were drug induced because it wasn't just cocaine. You know, I did a lot of MDMA, a mm-hmm. lot of acid, like, like a lot of stuff, just not booze. So I'm not an alcoholic, you know, it's all good. You, know? you technically weren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, technically. But then, you know, the, the, like, you know, later on reading, you know, reading the big book and understanding mm. that a mind of an alcoholic is, is, you know, like doesn't have to do with drinking a lot of the time. That's right. And so, um, after, after that, you know, I started traveling into the mountains. I got a job at the lodge where I could just, like at, at Moraine Lake Lodge where I could just be this mm. like absolute like wreck of a human being like alcoholically and, um, and, and keep my job because I was very talented at what I did. Mm-hmm. And and so the second year I was there, I remember I was like, like <laughs> blackout drunk telling the, the owners why I should be the chef the next year. Like, 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 
I'm just... <laughs> Did you keep the job? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And, and, and so, but I had met, I had met a friend who uh, got me to go to Whistler. So, so I lived up in Whistler mm-hmm. for the Olympics and, and that was pretty cool. But again, that was like, you know, the, that was when, you know, alcoholism really started kicking in because, you know, I, I would drink, I, I would just get absolutely hammered every night alone, mm-hmm. alone, you know, like, and every time I would go out, there would be some kind of trouble, you know, that I would either have to, you know, get myself like backpedal out of or run from, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then, and that was as a result of running from life, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, that was pretty, that was pretty tough. And, and that was in between the, the two seasons of, of Moraine Lake. But then mm-hmm. after the, the next season, um, I went up to Whistler again and, and, th- and this time, um, this was like, I, like I got this kind of serious girlfriend and, you know, she was, she was pretty Allen on, you know, material as well. Mm-hmm. She, she stood by me through some fucking very horrifying, very, you know, like threatening my life and, and hers many mm-hmm. times. I remember, um, up on big white, uh, the top of big white for Halloween, I was a beer monster. And so I just drank a ton of beer and then like put them as like armor, the, like the, the cut beer cans around me and like had a beer box head and all that. And, 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 and with a t-shirt, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we went up to this, this bar at the top of the mountain. And, and this is the first time I've been to big white and my friends there, like I didn't know where they lived. And or, you're just in a t-shirt. Yeah. And just on a t-shirt. And it's, it's like, it's like what it is out here, you know, like, like snow piled to the ground. Yeah. Minus 15, you know? And so we, we get up there and I get kicked out like very quickly, you know, for trying to start a fight. And, and, and the bouncer was just like, you know, it's like laugh, like you fucking drunk idiot, <laughs> you know, get out of here. And so I, I, I threw a little alcoholic temper tantrum and, yeah. and stomped away into the night. And then my, my friend, you know, God bless his heart because mm. he actually followed me and got me to his house, you know, like, but, but by that time, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I'd succumb to, hypothermia because yeah. I was like shivering and shaking and mm-hmm. and he had the foresight to have like a jacket on and my girlfriend did too you know like I was and, and so that was like that was a particularly bad incident mm-hmm. but that was kind of like, like the pattern that was happening with 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 her right and, yeah. and so she saw a lot and um I'd finally gotten a job where I couldn't drink for three months I was it was mm-hmm. at a heli skiing lodge I had to be up every day at, at like five five in the morning and there wasn't there wasn't booze like available, you know, yeah. like, and that was one of the, the caveats for me to, to be up there was that I couldn't touch booze. Cause my, my friend who, who knew me was like, yeah, Alex is talented as hell, but you know, once the booze gets hit him, it's, it's, it's lights out. So, yeah. you know, I managed to stay, stay dry for, for that time. Mm-hmm. And, and it, was, it was a beautiful experience. You know, I got to, to meet some like, like the Mexican, like, like, like I saw him in time magazine after, you know, like, like I was like, no, he was like some captain of industry, but yeah. like, I was like, whoa, you know, it, it was a good time. Cool. But, um, right after that, you know, that, that kind of that, that urge kind of, cause I, I didn't have a purpose anymore or anything like, like in, in my head, right? Like, like I didn't have a purpose or anything like that. So I, um, went to Whistler and we, we had gotten a place and all that. And, and on my second day there, I, I you know, I, I went over to my friend's house and my friend, you know, like. He loved the way that I partied and, mm. and he loved to party. And so <clears throat> when I went there, you know, he's like, Oh, uh, here, have a beer. And I'm like, Oh no, you know, I'm not, I'm not drinking, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe tomorrow. And then, and then I was like, you know what? No, maybe I'll have a beer, you know? And then I, just, I like, and I remembered 
uh, like maybe unconsciously or, or consciously seeing my girlfriend and just being like, oh, like that look of horror. She's like, oh, fuck, you know, here, here it comes again. Yeah. But I also decided to, to eat this like this in, insane pot butter, you know, like, like it was just like and, and, and I had two two portions of it. Right. And my buddy was like, dude, that's not good. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. You know, at that yeah. point, you got chained to the floor, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You couldn't go on a rampage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I wish because yeah. um, fast forward, you know, like after a, a lot of what I, you know, the, the beginnings of psychosis, I went into a full fledged psychosis mm-hmm. where um, I ended up, you know, bashing my head in because because I figured my girlfriend and everyone was in, you know, like the thought police, you know, from, from 1984. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had read that on acid, you know, like, like a couple of years prior to that. And I, I, like, it was like, you know, it was like troubling burned into my consciousness though. Cause like, yeah. that's what came up, you know, yeah. like, and, but th- this time it was like all these fears and all that were, were so fucking real, you mm-hmm. know, like so real. And so I ended up, you know, like, again, it's pretty blurry because it was like a full flip, full on psychosis. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember like, like fear like i've never felt fear before mm-hmm. and and panic and and um like i, I guess i was screaming the, the, like like worse than anyone's ever heard like the cops were called mm-hmm. because i was screaming like these blood curling screams like i remember kind of feeling like oh you know like, like i'm getting unplugged from the matrix mm-hmm. the thought police are coming you know the, 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 like it was it was it was full on like mm-hmm. bat shit you know like, like, like crazy and so um I guess I had snapped and I was like, you know, like, oh, you're coming from my brain, like my girlfriend. So I started mm. bashing my head in. Luckily, and luckily I didn't hurt anyone. Like, I think it was kind of just showing like, you know, how I felt about myself really. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it was, it was all self-harm, right? Like, yeah. like so I bashed my forehead in with a amethyst crystal lamp. Like it was like this jagged thing. And I was like, like my, my, my forehead was folded over. Like my skull was exposed and, and, you know, bleeding everywhere. And it was mm-hmm. like, I guess my girlfriend looked like like Carrie at the end of Carrie. You know, she was covered in my blood and then the blood everywhere. And so I, then I, I decided to to like just swan dive off the off our balcony. It was on the second floor, but you know it was still it was a swan dive. Dude. And then and then getting up and this is my boxers like fucking Nate. You know, like and so and then I, I run. I just fucking run like, 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 like there there was like boulders, there was everything. And, and I was just running for this Creek. You know, I, I just, I just ran for this Creek and, mm-hmm. you know, I like, like I messed up my, my legs pretty bad and like, like no broken bones. Like, you know, and again, I think mm-hmm. that's a miracle. It's probably because um, you were so relaxed, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. The benefits <laughs> of psychosis with a pot. With the pot. Yeah. Well, there's gotta be a benefit, man. Cause that totally. shit sucks. Well, I, and there was like this, like, so, so I'm sitting in this creek and I'm like, I got to end this, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm going to die fucking crazy. Like, and that was mm-hmm. the last thought that I was, I was thinking. And then I woke up and I'm, I'm on a stretcher with my parents beside me. And this was in Whistler and my parents live in, in Calgary. And so yeah. the, I woke up and I, my parents were beside me and I was in, in the trauma ward in, on, in Vancouver General Hospital. Yeah. And, and so from Whistler and two, two ambulance rides. And the funny thing is, is that both, amb- okay, the, the ambulance to the Whistler Medical Center cost as much as the ambulance from Whistler to Vancouver. <laughs> like, and like, what's the distance difference? Oh, like... One's okay. like 10 miles. Like and- one's like a kilometer and then the other one is like 68 or like like 90 kilometers. And <laughs> That's so, wild. So, but, but so I woke up and, and 
like, and, and I like to, t- to kind of tell this that like, you know, the seeds of AA grew from my blood and tears, mm-hmm. you know, and, and because like I had woken up and I was like, whoa, shit. First of all, I was like, that was real. Like, that's fucking crazy. And then the mm-hmm. second thing was like, I know exactly what I like I need to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I know that, yeah. you know, AA for me was the answer. Yeah. You know, and so. The seed was planted. Yeah. And from from previous, right? And I was like, okay, there is a way out yeah. of this because I've seen it in other people. Maybe I was too fucking involved in myself to mm-hmm. to really consciously know it, but then my brain kicked in at this time that was like, you know, I, I needed it, yeah. right? And so, you know, I spent went to my first AA meeting uh, four days into the psych ward because I because yeah. I like <laughs> I was in the psych ward, you know, and I was I was gonna stay there for a while. Mm-hmm from what the doctor said, like I needed like heavy analysis, but then the, and again, this is the first kind of like, you know, God shot, right. It was like, um, the, the, the head psychiatrist was like sat down and was like with my, my mom was, was there and, you know, and she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're going to have to be here for like a while, like a long, long time because you know, they got a lot of analysis and I was like, honestly, and, and, and again, this, this came from, this, this didn't come from me. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 you know, this, this, alcoholic sorted alcoholic but somewhere greater than that and you know i was like i I know exactly what i need to do and 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 whatever that that sounded like like, because i don't Mm. i can't say it verbatim but um i was released like like a month early you know because like i was like i like like with with the conviction that that was not mine i was like Mm. i know what i need to do and and i really think that that was like that whole psychosis thing was was a divine power mm-hmm. because it is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, you know, like, like and people are like, well, well, you know, they try to. I'm like, I don't even want to try to explain it. Like, yeah. like I don't give a fuck how it happened, you know, neuro neurochemically or anything like that. Yeah, it, the the fact is is that it, it set me on this path that I'm on today, mm-hmm. and and so and this has been, you know, the most wonderful thing that I've ever ever done. Yeah, you know, like like and and it will continue to be. You know, so I like I I went to like I went to so many meetings, like you know, yeah. like so many meetings because <laughs> like 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 I had like I had EI kick in even mm-hmm. I was like wow you know like if I can't read the the, the tea leaves you know like yeah mm-hmm. you know go to AA meetings you know like yeah. like, like there, there's money to support me to do this you know mm-hmm. and so I just went to meetings you know I found a sponsor and started going through the steps a little bit but then I just. I had this feeling that I had to move to the island because my friend was opening a restaurant. Mm. I, I was just like, you know, I, like, and I talked to to people about it. I was like, what do you think about this idea? Mm. And like, well, you know, if, if it feels right. And, and so I, to my, the best of my ability, you know, like meditated, like, like I, I, mm. you know, I didn't know what meditation was like. And, and, and so to the best of my ability, I, 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 I prayed and meditated on it and, you know, the answer was yes. And so I, I found myself on Gabriel Island um, working and just going to meetings there for mm-hmm. for a while, and then that kind of didn't work out. And then I, I found myself in Qualcomm Beach, and that was like, man, that's like you know, time is reversed there. It's like yeah. it's like a very slow, slow pace, and that's exactly what I needed, right? Yeah. And, and so, and I mean, like you know, I like I had a lot to lot to to battle with, you mm-hmm. know, like and, and and I stayed with this girl, which was like absolutely. 
you know, that was against like, like anyone knew like, like my sponsor and all that was like, dude, you know, like this isn't, <laughs> you need to focus on yourself. This is a bad and, idea. Man. And it was, it really was. Totally. But at the same time I was going to like, like, you know, I was doing step work. I was, mm-hmm. I was going through the book. I was trying to help people, all that. But then I had this, you know. This. Yeah. But dude, we, we say it's not a good idea, but sometimes it works for a time. Totally. Right? Yeah. And, and it brought me to. Places where I could actually understand what it make, what it meant to make amends, what it meant to mm-hmm. forgive, you know, like all that, right? And and so, uh, and it brought me to to another fellowship too, Coda. You know, yeah. like I started going to Coda, and I was like, whoa, you know, I heard a lot of people saying there's two tap roots, you know, code, alcoholism and codependency, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I, can, I can I can relate to that. So yeah. so I started doing a lot of work there, um, and just got hooked up in the community there. Uh, and then my friend, like, like a really good friend of mine who's, who's, who, who's all into like the new age kind of spiritual stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, but he's like, he's a walking contradiction. He listens to like old school hip hop, you know, goes to like, like, like absolutely loves the, like the flames and the stampeders mm-hmm. and just all that. But then like goes to yoga, he's a butcher, you know, yeah. and the, but like, like, like has a, a specific diet. He's just like, he's one of the most, like he, he's, he's a pillar of mine. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he has been. And so he's like, you want to come to Burning Man? I'm like, whoa. I'm like, so my first thought was, no, hell no. You know, like, yeah. like it's all about like, like drugs and all that. And he's like, oh man. He's like, I know a lot of people that, 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 that just go there to, to hang out. And so I looked into it and there's like recover, there's like meetings there. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's like a camp for it. And so oh, I went cool. there and it was like, that was one of those things where I was like, damn, you know, like that was when like, a, like my recovery, because I, I got to see there's people from like the New York, like, like head office mm-hmm. and, and LA head office from NA, you know, there, there was like representatives, of everyone there. So I got to see how many 12 step programs yeah. there were for all these, you know, things. Right? So like this was going on within the Burning Man, Burning. like kind of area. Oh yeah. In Burning Man. Holy yeah, smoke. And then, I and never then, heard of that before. Yeah, and, there, and it's called it's called Anonymous Village. And there's actually wow. there, there, there's three other ones too. There's one for the uh, LGBTQ two S S yeah two yeah. community, um, which is like amazing. And then and then there's uh, there's two other ones as well that are just you know like I think it's like a mixture yeah. of both and like like it's 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 just it's mind blowing how good it is. That's you know? far out, like, man. Like, I didn't know they did like, that, man. And, and so I I'd go to a meeting every day. Ride yeah. my bike around, you know, like, and there's this, this one incident where this, like, you know, like I'd just been to a meeting and, and so I, I felt, you know, cause I was talking to people, you know, fellowship and all that. Mm. I thought I was in some pretty fit spiritual condition and this, this girl stopped, like, like kind of stops me on my bike and she's naked, like got like, you know, porn star body just like insanely hot and she's like hey you want to come do a shot with me and i'm like you know like i i'm pretty sure a non-fit spiritual condition me would have been like i might not do a shot but let's hang out you know and then that would have like led <laughs> yeah. to something but i was yeah. just like and then i'm like no i you know i don't drink and she's like oh you want to come hang out and i was like you know honestly thanks but i just you mm. know because like i i i know that, you know, it's like that old expression, you hang out in a barbershop long enough, you can get a haircut, right? Yep. And, and so with that kind of, that idea and and knowing the, that, the little bit that I know about myself being like, oh, I want to show her, you know, that I am a cool guy, you know, or whatever, right? And, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, there yeah. it goes, right? So, so I, like that was, 
that was very important for, for me to have experienced that, right? Because mm-hmm. I, like, I did all of Burning Man celibate and sober. Yeah. And, and had just, like, a mind-blowing time. Like, yeah. it was, it was, it was so amazing. And cool. so, um, yeah, that, that, and then, uh, just kept on doing my thing. And then mm-hmm. I, I moved back here, uh, to Calgary, f- um, was that 2014 i think mm-hmm. yeah and uh because that that friend of mine that the chef friend yeah asked me he was opening up a restaurant and um i was like yeah i mean he was a, he's a mentor of mine mm-hmm. right? like in in aa and in yeah. uh, cooking and so i was oh, like a good yeah. Guy. yeah you yeah. know and, and so um i uh i i, I reason <laughs> Nipples are rock hard. Sorry, dude, they are. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, yeah, it's cold in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go oh. ahead, man. But uh, so so I decided to come back here, you know. I, I was in. But it, it was weird because I had such a good routine in, um, like, like I had a home group, you know. I, I was chairing meetings. Mm-hmm. I was helping, like, like whoever I could. And there wasn't a lot of newcomers, especially, like, like, like ones that, like I was like, I mean, obviously it can help anyone, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure when a newcomer comes in, they're looking for a certain type and there's a lot of old people there. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of like, you know, like, like I don't <laughs> want this young whippersnapper telling me what to do. Yeah. So, but like, like I'd be of service whenever there would be, mm-hmm. you know, like at sponsored guys when I, when I could. And, and so, um, I had to put that all behind me and come here. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, I'd done a, done a lot of work you know like on myself and and i was ready to to just to be back here you mm-hmm. know and it, like i don't think i was maybe i was doing a geographical cure or whatever but whatever. i mean it worked right for me you're still here so, you're still sober yeah and i got to meet a lot of people like in treatment facilities out there like mm-hmm. like, like actually in, in the staff and all that and, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. You know, got got to participate in a lot of roundups. Like that yep. was that was cool. Out on the island, yeah, yeah, like like a ton. And we used to go like roundup hopping. Like oh, be, really? Like, one in the in the town one weekend, and then two weekends later there'd be another one in another town. And oh, so okay, it's pretty cool. And then like like I had a friend Royce who had a little AA van, and he would just he, that's what he'd do. <laughs> man. He'd yeah. go to like Vancouver. He'd go to like the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, and that's just what like he he worked like six months on, six months off type thing. Good Something to do him. with shipping, yeah, yeah. And, and it was just so cool. Something to do in shipping, yeah, like, like, shipping and receiving, yeah, <laughs> yeah. imports. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't see me, it's quotations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a friend when I was drinking. Still, he used mm. to tell us all he'd say, "Be like, dude, what do you do for a living? Import, export." <laughs> That's all he'd yeah. say, man, and he would, and he was deadpan serious, and he'd walk <laughs> away, and you knew he was dealing like. Probably guns. Probably yeah, guns. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the GDP of Columbia up a little bit, you know, like it's, it's good. Yeah. I'm a contractor from yeah. Columbia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. University? No, no. No, no. <laughs> I, I deal in agriculture kind of. Yeah. Uh, agriculture growing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. I no, no. I love it. I love it. And so, you know, so, and then I just found, found myself here and, you know, mm-hmm. I, like, and I was four years sober when I when I got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or almost four years sober. Yeah, you know when I got here, and so I had like, you know, I had a good foundation. But then it was like, I was moving a lot, I, and then, and workaholism then kicked in again, mm-hmm. right? And that and that was, 
but I was in a better place to to see it, and and I started going to like, like getting home group, mm-hmm. um, and and I was able to share that with, with 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 some some people, and then you know did another set of steps through pathway to, pathway to freedom. That's right. And that was a few years ago now. Yeah, and it was you know again it's just what I needed, right? Mm-hmm. And and then that you know also set me on my next set of challenges mm-hmm. you know in it which was like you know my next you know my next defect of character you know yeah. and, and a big one was um around work right and, and so my my work and my identity that i derived from work started crumbling because it, it mm-hmm. wasn't real it was illusionary right but i was yeah. holding on to it so bad that um that you know the, the like when the kind of the tea leaves were, were starting to read the tea leaves. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, I, I can't have this. No, no, no. You know, and, and resisting all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, I got pretty angry, but, and at that time, you know, I, I'd parted ways with the, the restaurant that I came here to do mm-hmm. with, with some pretty, pretty bad resentment, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, but at that time, you know, I, I got, I got asked to go to China. So that was, that was pretty amazing because mm-hmm. that was another thing that, you know, I never traveled in, in alcoholism, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, like when active alcoholism. And so I got to start traveling more and I, got, I really got to see like, that's when it really hit home that it was like, oh yeah, this is everywhere in the world, you yeah. know, and, and wherever I went and I got plugged into the fellowship, it would be like, I'd have the, the most amazing times, like get mm-hmm. the best food, you know, go to like the, the, the hidden local mm-hmm. spots, you know, the, the, like like e- eating like the the best tacos in Mexico, you know, like in these yeah. these back streets, you know, in Korea, like, like just like eating like the street. It was a, it was all recovery and food was like the 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 parts of fellowship that yeah. are just like they make it matter. And so I went to China for work, but uh, I found that there's a pretty good fellowship there, mm-hmm. and. Um, and they're actually like translating the 12 steps and, and they're, they're starting like a, a Chinese fellowship, not like an expat. Yeah. And they're, um, just like three, four months ago, I read in, in like the, the GSO kind of newsletter thing mm-hmm. about China in the first 100. Oh, and really? I was like, I saw one of those guys and like he had c- come to an AA meeting from another city just to be at an AA meeting, you know, yeah. like, like, like for fellowship and all that, which yeah. is like, Man, it made me like cry because he didn't speak a lick of English, but yep. he was in, he was like, you know what? The, like the language of the heart doesn't have a, yeah. you know, like it's the same thing, right? Like, like looking up at the, the 12 steps in Chinese, I was like, I don't, you know, like, like that's pretty wild, Mandarin man. is like, but, you know, seeing that there's like all the translation, I met one of the guys that was doing the translation in Shanghai. Yeah. You know, it was like, and again, the same thing happened. You know, I go like in Beijing, like, like where, I, where I was working. You know, we go out for food in Beijing and I get like, we'd go to these like mind blowing places in the hutongs, which is like the old, old, um, tenements. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're like super old. We get with like, like this maze of hutongs and we go to this woman's house who was doing this like traditional Hakka food. And it was like almost like a secret supper club where she'd like, wow. you know, it was like all done on an iPad. Like, and there was like four of us there and, really? and like, and then another guy shows up and it, it's like all around like a, like a dining room table. And mm-hmm. she's just like, and that food is like, you know, there's something about that. That yeah, was like, sounds pretty good. we're like biking, the, you know, we just bike there because you bike yeah. everywhere in, in Beijing, you know. It's did like, you, did you get to the, pl- the city that's got all those empty buildings? Yeah. Oh, dude, dude, that's like every city. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like, I thought like, there like was it, like one specific city. I could be wrong. On no, this. well, there is like, like, because they're, 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 they're super cities, but like, 
like I don't know the, like like the, the inner workings that that well, but yeah. from what I've heard, because I actually oh, and that's another thing is I I when I was on the island, one of my friends who he was like. He was like eight years sober at that time. Mm-hmm. And we worked in the same restaurant together. Like everyone was like, oh, you got to meet Mark. You got to meet mm-hmm. Mark. And finally met Mark and, you know, an awesome dude, waiter at the restaurant that I was working at. And was like, oh, hey, we got something in common. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't drink. From, yep, like totally. sanely. And, and, and so, but You're I was. Both with, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was with him when he had made the decision to go over to China to teach English. Oh, okay. And so it was like, and, and so he got me on, um, on this WeChat group, WeChat's like the the social media thing. There, it's it's like, you know, it's like Facebook, Instagram, Apple Pay, like like all of everything in one. Mm-hmm. It, it's like to quote a Chinese businessman, WeChat is life, and it seriously is over there. Like, like yeah. it, it's amazing. So there's a there's a friends of a friends of Bill uh, AA group for for people that like because sometimes there's expat there's like three expats in like a city of, of what we would consider a big city, like mm-hmm. 1.5 million, but that's like that's like a town to them, right? Yeah. And so there'd be like one or two expats, not enough to to have a, a meeting running. So then they'd have these online WeChat mm-hmm. meetings. And so he got me hooked up on that. I was like, yeah, I'm coming. And I didn't realize that China's a really big country. And he was like, <laughs> he was a, he was a like a four hour super train ride away, which, mm-hmm. which the trains are amazing there. Yeah. And that's, so anyway, so I, I, I get to go visit him. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like, like it's so good just to see him. You know, he he's staying he's staying sober. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's connected. He goes to meetings when he can. You know, like like we we had a good time. But then he was pointing out. He's like, you see all these these condos here, and there's like a, a ton of condos. I was like, he's like, yeah, man. There's like seventy percent vacancy there. Maybe maybe up to eighty. Yeah. And he's like, you're you're gonna like like going back to Beijing on the on the train. He's like, you're going to go through cities and, and look at the buildings. And the, 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 there's going to be like 15 or 20 that look the same. And, and, the, the, and there's going to be a lot of these, you know, like, like 45 to, to, to 70 buildings. And most of them are going to be unoccupied. Yeah. And it's because something to do with like, like the bank. of constru- the, 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 There's various banks, the Bank of Agriculture, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they just like, it's like, we got to build this. We, we got to justify all this money coming yeah. in. So. Okay. They do that, wow. but I got to see that, and it's like these empty cities are, are all over the place. Yeah. Like, I didn't wow. get to go or, like walk around one. Like, like, like the closest I got was when I went to this place called Zhenjiang, um, where he lived. We got to see that you know yeah. like most of these are are empty. Do they do they let you walk around those empty cities? I I don't know. I never got yeah. to. Uh, That'd be to interesting go. to find out because yeah, that's, yeah, totally. that sounds pretty cool, man. Yeah. And so, uh, that'd be eerie, hey? It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and just like, and seeing it, like, like, it's a whole new world over there, you yeah. know? But like, one thing that I, that I knew from going to Korea and to China is mm-hmm. that there definitely is alcohol. Like, alcoholism knows no bounds, you totally. know? And, and so, um, it's pretty cool to see that they got, you know, it, it, it's pretty, it's also pretty crazy to, to think that the first 100 there are mm-hmm. like 100 out of like 1.5 billion. Instead right. of like, you know, like, like whatever it was, like a hundred million yeah. in 1930. Yeah. Uh, but the now States. there's a billion. Yeah. Over a billion, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was, it was interesting and, and just like, and then, you know, it's like translating, like seeing some of these um, meetings online and then mm-hmm. like they just, they just, um, you know, communicate in, in Mandarin and then there was a translate button in WeChat so you get to translate mm-hmm. it. And some of it was like, 
you know, like teetotaler was used a lot. Because like, yeah. that's like the literal translation for, or the, the best facsimile was teetotaler. So I like, like I love the, that term, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and higher being, you know, like. <laughs> Instead of higher power? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And that's higher cool. being, you know. And, and cool. so there was a lot, there's lots of like, that, that was very impactful to me there. Like, like the, mm-hmm. like the Tao Te Ching and like middle ground and all that. And, yeah. And I guess I should, I should probably mention that, you know, I got, like right before China, I got diagnosed with type one diabetes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so well, that would have been quite a shock. Yeah, it was. And I was yeah. all set to go. And then, and then my higher power is infinite wisdom is, is hilarious. Right. And so I get this diabetes educator mm-hmm. named Ying Yang. Like, you know, like, like, and she's like, and she tells me, and she's from China too. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so she, and she tells me, Alex, diabetes is all about balance. <laughs> like, you know, and her name is up. <laughs> you got like the perfect job. I got told about balance from Ying Yang. Yeah, it was so good. And Interesting. She was, and she's like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think it's a really good idea, but I can see that, you know, you're pretty passionate about this. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, like I was, but it was, a lot of it was for the wrong reasons, you know. I, I had something to prove, you know, because I, again, I'm, I got these these things that you know I, I think I'm always going to be working on, and mm-hmm. it, it brought me to a, a place of awareness because one is the anger, you know, like the, the, this deep seated anger, and mm-hmm. you know, at, at first I was like, I don't really got an anger problem, but by the end, I was like, I got a s- severe anger problem, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I remember the kind of like the 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 moment of awakening to that is I'm sitting like, like so my parents came to visit me mm-hmm. right right near the end of my tenure there yeah I guess is tenure the right word no that's like for professors whatever like, my stay there you're a professor so, yeah. of drinking <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> I have a PhD and getting fucked up bro yeah. <laughs> and so I was there with my parents and like mm-hmm. like 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 that job was you know near the end like like of my my term there because I was there was basically mm-hmm. like, Work yourself out a job, and I did that. I created good systems, but I did it very angrily, and and so by the end, they're like, you know, something's wrong with you, right? Like you're mm. you're angry, you're overly angry, and I, and I mean, it was like new environment, diabetes, you know, all mm-hmm. this stuff, right? But but again, it was I had anger before that, right? Yeah. And so I remember it, we were sitting there trying to get a bus. And my stepdad kept on saying, what bus do we take? And the guy was like, you know, giving like one, the number one, right? And he, and he kept on asking him. And I'm like, just like like screaming as loud as I can. Mm-hmm. like, fucking says one. Learn to fucking read the signs. You know, like just like, just like absolutely at the top of my lungs. And like a hundred people, because like, you know, a hundred people is like mm-hmm. a very small gathering in china right and yeah. so that was just the people waiting for the bus like 100 people all turn around and look at me at like just shocked and i'm like oh i think i i guess i do have an anger problem <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, i'm not laughing that his anger by the way i'm laughing because his face he made a really weird scary face there for a second <laughs> so i had to laugh or i was gonna cry sorry about that yeah so I'm not laughing at his pain. I'm just laughing at the no, face he but, made. No, but it's good because I can laugh at that. Yeah. You know, like I can laugh at all of my pain from the past mm. now. You know, like and I. And, Apparently, and, I can too. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I it's can open. laugh at all your pain too. It's, it's open. It's open for you know. <laughs> shots can be Fuck. fired. You know, because yeah. like, like I've learned that if I can't, you know, if if I take it seriously, mm-hmm. you know, like if I'm defensive about it, then uh, like I'm holding on to it too much, yeah. right? And so. Like it's like that was so when I came back from China, I had like like I understood what 
like and, and it was it was a lot of work mm-hmm. like you know even working with you and and i remember you you telling me like dude you know like there's you got to get a grip on this mm-hmm. you know the, 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 like and so um but again it was one of these like at the time i'm like this is this is the most hor- this is the worst thing ever but mm-hmm. then i i realized that these are presents yeah. You know, like, like these, these are amazing moments in my life where now, like, I, I build off that, you know, mm-hmm. like, I build off these bottoms and, and it's like, you know, got to make sure that that ground is nice and hard, yeah. you know, and so, yeah. so, so now, you know, like, it's on to the next one, right? Mm-hmm. But, but, like, like, now this one is helping know who I am more and more, mm-hmm. right? Because, I, like, really, that's what I think this thing is all about is mm-hmm. knowing. No, you know, to my own, to thine own self, be true. Just yeah. like, like the chips, right? And, well, I think you, know. you mentioned it there, though, man. Like when you can, when we can look at like even the dark parts of us and learn from those things, like in a positive way, right? Like some people might think, well, if you're like super angry, you're only going to learn a certain thing from there. But that's not true. No, because when when we like when we're able to look at ourselves without any sort of emotion and judgment. Instead, looking at it like logically, totally, right? yeah, like, like from an objective viewpoint, that's it. you know, yeah. like, and it even says in the big book, you know, if yeah. we can look at it object- objectively and I think squarely, mm-hmm. you know, and just and that's what I can do now, you know, yeah. for for most things, you know, and, and like I still get caught in those like you know those, those emotional traps totally, where I, man. where I blow out, but and even my my partner, which again is another blessing, and, mm-hmm. and she she's a blessing, you know, because like I, I like I get to learn from her so much. She's like a non-alcoholic, like mm-hmm. you know, she like definitely doesn't have alcoholism when yeah. I think I think that's one of the biggest things that attracted to me me to her was like mm-hmm. the fact that she, she knows who she is you know like and and that was such a foreign concept to me you know yeah. like we'll drink and I was like you know I'm I'm just this complex you know I, I can't be figured out I can't figure myself out mm-hmm. you know or, or not even caring you know too but now I can see that you know that, that I'm I'm more and more being the same person in this conversation at work with mm-hmm. her, you know, like, like taking off these masks that, like, you know, that I, would, I felt that I had to play in this life, you know, yeah. and, 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 and then, yeah, objectively looking at it and be like, yeah, I was being childish about that, you yeah. know, like, and being okay with it. Be like, you know what? But that's just it. Just objectively saying, you know what? I was being childish. Doesn't mean like you're a bad person. It just totally. means that's what you were doing. Yeah, and and, yeah. and that's another one too. And mm-hmm. Because I, I mean, it's it. A lot of the times, I, I think it was easy for me to say like, "Oh yeah, I'm not a bad person," but really in, inside, I was like, "I'm a horrible human." Yeah. But now, like, I actually legit say, "You know what? I'm not a bad person." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I've got some bad habits that lead me to some. You know, and I mean, my, my bad scenarios now are like much nothing. different. Eh? Yeah. Like nothing. What's to a bad me. scenario now for you? Um, like, have you ever seen Kirby enthusiasm? Like Larry David? Oh yeah. You know, like, like when he struggles with like opening a package or something like that. Yeah. And he's just like, ah! you know, like, <laughs> like screaming and then being yeah. like, that's, that's a bad scenario, you know, mm-hmm. like, or like, cause even like, like, you know, like a, I've been going for, for a, a, a job, a, a position that everyone has been telling me that I deserve, mm-hmm. but I, I've been settling. So now, you know, I, I'm now, now actually, you know what? I deserve the, the this position and mm-hmm. all that. And I didn't didn't get this position that mm-hmm. I thought I was a shoe in, and everyone else did. And, you know, old me would have, like, that would have been the fucking, the end of the world. Yeah. But now, you know, like, like and, I, and, and I got to do some mourning, you know, and mm-hmm. be like, oh, you know, like, yeah, I do feel like shit. And that's okay. 
Yeah. You know, like uh, I'm allowed to feel like shit about this, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not going to define me tomorrow. I, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel good, good again. Yeah. You know, which I like, I don't, I don't want to wake up and feel great. I don't like, you know, like I'd, I'd rather feel up, wake up and feel content, you yeah. know, like, like, and so, so Isn't for that me, funny, hey, why do you feel, why do you feel that way? Why would you, why would you prefer contentment over like super happy? Because I, like, I feel that I got a pendulum, you know, like, like, like I, I've, I've, I've been characterized like myself as, as a man of extremes. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, I always feel that, you know, if I swing my pendulum too far one way, it's going to just come back the other way. And yeah. like that low is going to be real low, you know? So I'd mm-hmm. rather have that pendulum, you know, just be knocked a little bit and then yeah. go back and forth. And, and I never understood that, you know, cause mm-hmm. I, I've had friends in recovery that were like, like Buddhist and and Taoist and all mm-hmm. that and you know the, the, like I would get it and I'd be like I, I love this the philosophy but mm-hmm. I, it wouldn't <clears throat> I wouldn't be able to feel that but now yeah. more and more I feel that philosophy you know the, the, like I just you know the, the like that 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 spiritual development is is just mm-hmm. so important to me now and and middle and and being of neutral state is like yeah. is, is like is like that's like my main thing right now mm-hmm. of trying at least. Oh, know? I hear you, man. Cause the only thing I really want is peace. Right. Totally. Like, but yeah. that shifted at a certain point, right? Yeah. It, it went from wanting to have like stuff and, and have things and good money and jobs and all that crud. Right. But then all of a sudden it, it like what you just said, that pendulum, right. It was mm-hmm. learning to live in the middle is first of all for me and by the sounds of yourself, maybe mm-hmm. like, a pretty good ideal, yeah. right? And <laughs> yeah. and for guys like us who swing so far, right? Like and and in some cases rapidly, mm-hmm. um, I I can't imagine wanting anything else. No, and that, that is true right? because like the rest is like, you know, the, the benefit of being in the middle yeah. is, is like all that stuff, you know, contentment and all that, and and that's also that paradox in a about like helping other people, you know, mm-hmm. because like, like, and that was a big thing is, is that, you know, and the, the big shift that, that I was kind of t- referring to before, like in my job was like, I want this. Cause I want, I want to be recognized, blah, 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 you know, like, and slowly now it's mm-hmm. like, you know what, I w- I'd rather be of, of service to somebody and not be recognized. And just like that feeling than mm-hmm. you know, being recognized for it and, you know, making like tons of money, you know, if I do cool, if, if not, then, well, there's nothing wrong with money. Like, yeah, oh, no, totally. I'm yeah. being able to. Like, like, and I don't want to be like some pauper, you know, like, oh, you know, begging for, you know, because like mm. that, that's another thing is like humility, right? Like, mm. like I always thought that humility was like, oh, I got to be, you know, like, like grov- or groveling and, you know, like, mm. like, and all my knees, you know, like, like that. And it's like, no, you know, it's like, I got to be right sized, you know, right I, I got to understand where, and, and that's that whole inventory thing, mm. right? Like that I always w- was confused about at the beginning, right? It's like, oh, I just got to make a list of all the bad stuff. But when I'm in the restaurant, I don't just like, okay, this chicken's bad. You know, I'm going to throw it out. I got to take stock of every single thing in mm-hmm. there. Good, bad, you know? and different, right? Totally. And, yeah. and, and so, you know, like that, that's now important for mm-hmm. me, you know, is like that objective, you know, like I, I got great things that I can mm-hmm. do and I got, I got things that are, you know, that are, are aren't help, helpful anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I don't want to say bad because, yep. you know, like I don't, like, like more and more I, I don't believe in, you know, mm-hmm. bad, right? Like, and I try to get that whole villain thing out of my head and, and be yeah. like, you know what, you know, if this person's doing something that I quote unquote see bad, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably coming from a place of hurt, which I can, which, which I can relate with yeah. because almost everything that I th- think I've done that 
hasn't been helpful in my life is because I come from a place of hurt. Right? Yeah. And, and so, that's important to remember, man, like that we like when someone's being a dick or whatever we think they're being to us, like you just said it there when we can stop for a second and realize that what kind of a person would say things like that or do things like that. Right. And mm -hmm. the reality is when, when I can, when we can slow down and have some time to process it, usually it's pretty fair to just assume someone's heard it. Yeah. Nobody who's like feeling really good goes out of their way to fuck people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Except for people who are like legit, like sociopathic or yeah. something like that. I'm not going to say that doesn't exist. I know they do. Mm. Um, but your average humans, we don't do that to each totally. other. Totally. Right? Yeah. There's like, like... We, we want, we don't want to get in the way. So sometimes we do just out of sheer ignorance. Mm -hmm. Right. Definitely. And then that's, then that's that whole. If I know myself, yeah, like, you know, if I know myself, then mm -hmm. I can stop and more and more, you know, like, and sharing that with, with my partner. Cause she, mm -hmm. she, you know, she went to her first like AA thing, wow. uh, like last weekend, you know, like, like oh, she yeah? saw a speaker. Where'd you guys go? Uh, to the Banff Roundup. Nice. Yeah, man. And she like, cause she was going to go with, with, with my other friend, uh, like my buddy in, in AA, mm -hmm. whose, uh, whose partner is also not alcoholic. Like she's, like yeah, like these non-alcohol, yeah, like normies. We can like, call them normies. We can't call yeah. Darcy a normie because <laughs> yeah. he's not a normie. No. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but um, but she got to. She just decided to sit in, and it was it was captivating because like the, mm -hmm. it was a woman first of all, and her and she just her story was just like amazing. And, and the thing was mm -hmm. that, and, and she also my, my partner also got to see. The, the sobriety countdown and see that, you know, the, the, like what this, this thing is all about, mm -hmm. right? Helping someone's got three days sober, try to f find this, you know, the, like mm -hmm. the, the, this, this way of life, you know? What'd that, you think of the countdown? She loved it. Wasn't she that was cool? Like, yeah. And she was like, uh, because she actually, again, being a, a normie, mm -hmm. she's decided that drinking isn't for her. Yeah. You know, and she just, wow, she man. put it down, you know, she just yeah. like, and she's like a year and a half. But I don't want to say sober because she was never not sober. You know, like, she's like, a year and a half in recovery. Yeah, because if but, she starts thinking about that differently, she's recovering from something. Totally. Yeah, yeah, and I think so. But you know, like I, I from from what she is recovering from, I, I think it's like like I don't want to say we're all different. You know, it could like, be your alcoholism that she's recovering. Yeah, my <laughs> my crazy. Ha yeah, well, probably. I mean, because like seriously, it takes a lot. Like 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 when I can put when I can have the the right mind of putting myself in her shoes. Mm -hmm. I'm such a child, you know, like a lot of the time I'm like, <laughs> I throw these little temper tantrums and she's just like, you know, but, but she, she learns that, that if she gives me a little bit of space to, to, to spin my wheels, mm -hmm. my, my immaturity wheels, then, you know, I can, I can recognize it and, yeah. and you know, and, and that's the respect, you know, and, and I give her, her the respect, the utmost respect for dealing with my shit, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why, you know, like, like I truly think that, you know, our relationship was divinely inspired, you know, like everything mm -hmm. was put there. Like and all all the hardships that I went through and all that was brought me on this path to meet mm -hmm. her as well. I'm not saying that she's like you know she doesn't complete me or anything like that, but she's like the way that she's helped me look at life, you know, with like organization and all that. Mm -hmm. Like because like up until about two years ago, I was like 
I was okay with chaos, you know, mm-hmm. like, like a ton of chaos, which, which I lived my whole life in chaos, right? Yeah. Like, like pure chaos. And, and, you know, I knew how to clean my room and all that, but it, w- it wasn't of the utmost importance to me. Mm-hmm. Now to her, like order is important, you know, like, like everything, like minimalism, mm-hmm. you know, like, like keeping everything tidy and all this. And, 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 you know, like, like I've had this, just this, this total switch where it's like, you know what? I need more order in my life. You mm-hmm. know, like I'd always be like, oh, the government's trying to control blah, blah, blah. You know, like, like even speed limits, you know? Mm-hmm. And I got to sit down with my buddy who's a firefighter and he, 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 he frankly said, he's like, I don't speed anymore. Cause like, as soon as you pick someone's brains off of the pavement, you're mm-hmm. never going to speed again. Cause you understand that every single speed limit is, is by a, 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 a huge group of experts that are like, this is probably the safest, most efficient speed that you can go. Yep. So that so that now every time I, I catch myself, I'm like, wait, I'm thinking that I'm different than like mm-hmm. I'm an exception to the rule. You know, that 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 for some reason these suckers here mm-hmm. are just you know, and, and then I can catch myself. And that's that order, you know, like, like yeah. getting out of that chaos and being like, you know what? You know, the, the, like like my mind frame is, is what mm-hmm. controls me, you know, like, like 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 there's no such thing as people control you know, like I I have to regulate all this, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, and I have to live by a set of principles and all this. Like, yeah. like no one's going to do it for me. No one's trying to control me to do it. You know, I, d- I just need to do it. You so. need to do it. And that doesn't mean anyone else is going to do it. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and doing it because it's the right thing to do, That's not right. because everyone else isn't doing it, you know, yeah. which I used to do all the time. Well, if they're not doing it. Then what do I have to do? And that was actually a, my, my first thoughts in, in my first time in AA, you know, mm-hmm. that like, why? Well, why do I have to do it? My friends aren't doing it. And yeah. I was like, well, because, it, well, first of all, it's like. It's not the killing greatest, them, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the greatest <laughs> gift ever, yeah. you know, like, like to be able to have to do this, mm-hmm. you know, to have to do it. Because yeah. if I didn't have to do it, I wouldn't do it for sure. I just yeah, no, I wouldn't have either. You know, yeah. like it, it, it's just this. And that's that gift, you know, like, like, you know, I always, mm-hmm. I always see it, you know, like, like as this way of life. And that was what I, why, what I wanted to bring up with um, the restaurant industry mm-hmm. and, um and alcoholism yeah. and because it, it's becoming like like that's the i think that's the new pulse of it, it really it, it is um well that, like there's there's been some pretty big articles about it and there's yeah. some, been some pretty pretty big chefs that are like yo <laughs> you know i've had i have an alcohol problem yeah. you know like like one of like there's a rest like a, a chef was of bourdain was he was he an alcoholic or no he had depression right that's yeah he had i'm depression sorry i didn't mean to that. yeah no no and that's that's, That's the only chef's name I know besides okay, you, fair and Adam, and Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> those are like yeah, the three yeah, names totally. I know. And, and, and but there's there's a bunch of us, you know, that that have lived yeah. the, the same kind of story as me, you know, mm-hmm. the, like where it's like we found this quote unquote solidarity of like of rambunctious alcoholism, mm-hmm. like like allowed in the like the behind closed doors in the restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's uh, there's actually on uh, Netflix the newest edition of chef's table has one chef who's like a very prominent chef mm-hmm. who uh talks about his struggles okay and then there's uh there's one from montreal who who um who had just, like i just read an article in the globe mail about that too mm-hmm. and so and that then that's happening you know yeah. like, like to be like you know what and that's another important thing is that the like to come out and, and be like you know what i can i can work around alcohol i have mm-hmm. friend you know like one of my one of my best friends is, is like a bar manager and, mm-hmm. and I, and I love like thinking up, you know, like I'm not going to drink it. I don't want to serve mm-hmm. it to an alcoholic, but you know, if, it, if, if someone else can derive pleasure from it, 
it's not my place, you yeah. know, yeah. like to, to, to not, you know, like to whole, have a whole temperance movement, you know, yeah. like I'm not, cause it says in the big book, we, you know, we're in a place of neutrality when mm-hmm. it comes to booze and, and that's where I find myself today. And, well, and yeah. so, and, and outside issues have no place totally. in there, right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I want. But, but the, like, I think that's, it's an important thing to, to say that, you know mm-hmm. what, we can live in the restaurant industry. We can live by a set of principles that mm-hmm. we learned in AA, that, like in the, in the restaurant, like in the kitchen as well yeah. and have a great life, yeah. you know, and, 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 and cook still and be creative. Because that, that was another thing that when I first started, I like came in, I was like, oh, I'm going to lose my creativity. Mm. I'm going to lose that. Because like, like creativity is essentially, you know, yeah. chaos into order, you know, the, 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 like, well, like in its purest form, creativity is chaos. And then mm. it, it, it's like putting it onto a plate or onto a canvas or into mm. a song. It's That's taking like, madness and kind of compartmentalizing totally, it. Totally, and, yeah. and getting it out there. And so there still needs to be a bit of, you know, that chaos. But mm-hmm. again, it has to be balanced, tempered with like principles and order and all that. And so I think it's just super important that, mm-hmm. you know, like, like upcoming cooks and chefs see that, you know, like like we need... That, that, like principled people mm-hmm. in in the kitchen you yeah know? absolutely and, and you know however that looks and, and that there is a way out for people because a lot of people don't don't know that there's yeah. there's solution to this alcoholic problem you know mm-hmm. and so you know like i really hope that you know and, and that, that's that that's the, that's the the making of the sober chef center because because yeah. they did it down in portland with with like three of the, the biggest current chefs in the country, in wow. in the States that yeah. are, you know, that are like, yeah, listen, you know, we can, we can have a great time. We can have, you know, inspired non-alcoholic mm-hmm. drink pairings and we can have a great meal. Yeah. And no booze needs to be done. And, but you know, these diners over there, they can enjoy booze. Yeah. You know, it's just, we can serve alcohol in our places, you know. Yeah. It's not a place of temperance and teaching. Well, I think it's cool, man. Uh, talk a little bit about the Sober Chef's Dinner. Oh, yeah. So, And the reason, not just because your guys are going to help Freedom's Path. but Yeah, no, but that sounds the, like a really cool I idea. I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, but that, that was, um, so, I, so I was thinking about it because, like, like I, I met another one of my friends in the program. Like, like I, I met him and then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a chef. And I'm like, what, dude? Are you talking about Adam? No, no, my friend Alex, oh, okay. another Alex. <laughs> we, we, so us, many Alex names. Cooks are <laughs> Dime a dozen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he, um, um, so 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 I met him, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, you know, like like you know, Kenny, Adam, Alex. I'm like, and then and then Adam has sent me that article about mm-hmm. the sober chef dinner. I was like, and it was a, it was a couple months ago. Yeah, three months ago, mm-hmm. and then. You know, it was, it was it was always in the back of my mind. Always, I was like, you yeah. know, we should totally do this. And so, um, one day I needed Adam to help me out, and so I was like, hey man, can you cover me? Like I was I was teaching this class at a mm-hmm. community center, and uh, I double booked myself, and so I was like, hey, can you uh, help me with this? And and I'm like, also, we need to get we we need to get going on a sober chef's dinner. And then he like calls me. He's like, dude, do you read my fucking email? <laughs> And I'm like, what? He's like, dude, I like literally three days ago had just proposed mm-hmm. that to uh, to the people at, at my restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? I'm like, that's amazing. So I, I and then I saw Alex at a meeting and uh, we were talking after. And then um, Kenny was like, hey, man, he's like, 
what about that sober chef's dinner thing you were talking mm. about? He's like, Alex is a chef. He's like, yeah, we should totally do that. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it was kind of like mm. the blessing from the God, you know, like, okay, we're yeah. doing this. So, so then I was like, you know, I, 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 in the past I would have been like, okay, how, you know, I got to wait for someone to do that, mm. you know, but now, you know, like understanding that, you know, I gotta, I gotta do action. So I, mm. I wrote up a proposal and then I immediately thought of you and Freedom's Path. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, like I would love, because like we, we can't just have a, we're doing a sober chef's dinner for our prestige, you know, mm-hmm. like it's more like, hey, I want to raise awareness and I want to do it for an addiction related cause, you know, mm-hmm. and and show that, you know what, we can be magnificent chefs without booze. Yeah. And so, yeah, we just, you know, I, I wrote up a proposal and I was trying to just round up everything and, mm-hmm. you know, it, Every step that going forward, it just it, it amazes me more and more. Yeah, you know that this thing is going to happen. You know, and so it's wild. And it's like one day after my because a Monday, like my, my my sober birthday is on the the fifth of May, and we're, yeah. the sixth of May it was the day you guys picked. Yeah, yeah. because it, like because we wanted to be in into the growing season as well because mm-hmm. like we also want to you know, show that community and fellowship, you know, the, the, yeah. the, like displaying these principles that like, cause like it's, it's not going to have anything to do with AA, you know, mm-hmm. formally. Right. Yeah. But like informally, I think that, you know, that, well, that's the reason why I'm sober. Right. Yeah. And so you can't go wrong with those principles. No, right? totally. Yeah. And, and yeah. then something that, that, you know, is going to represent that and, and show people there is a way out like mm-hmm. freedom's path is like, that's why, you know, I wanted to do mm-hmm. it. Oh, dude, so. we appreciate it so much. And just so everybody knows, I did not like invite him after he said he was going to do. No, <laughs> this is like way. Before. I we booked a long time <laughs> yeah. ago. I just I think that um, you're without any sort of prompting from me or anybody else. Like we we really appreciate your help. Oh like, yeah, and well, I appreciate your help too. Well, you know, like, like and thanks, that's man. the thing, right? Like, like I I really I'm honored. You know, like like and and to to actually have something to be a part of that. that mm-hmm. Cause that's exactly like, and you, I remember you telling me this one time, we're not tell, suggesting, you know, like, yeah, not telling. I don't know. I might've told yeah. you, I can't remember. <laughs> Fingers pointed. You've got to yeah. do the, slam it onto if, the, the coffee If you can table. imagine me doing that, then yeah. yes, I might've. No, no, no. But it was, it was more of a suggestion. Cause I remember mm-hmm. I was like, I was, I was really kind of frustrated with, with work or lack there of meaningful work. And he's like, well, why don't you do, why don't you use your, you know, your, your talents to help other people. Mm-hmm. And then that was, a, that was a big shift for me too. I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I've been unconsciously, you know, me, 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 me. I want mm-hmm. the, you know, like once I get this, then I'll help other, instead of just being like, you know what, I'm going to help other people. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, in whatever way I can. And, and uh, I think this is a, a, a very effective way for me to do that, right? Feeding people yeah. good food is... Well, you you and a friend of yours did something already to raise some money for us. So yeah. thank you for that as well. Oh, yeah. The baking right? thing. Yeah. yeah that was man. a school project. And it that was, was awesome. Like, it worked out well. You yeah. know? Like we got so the school of, project, what did you take in school? Because you're obviously uh, a chef, but... Business administration and management. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I was... Like I wanted to take um, addictions counseling at first, mm-hmm. but it just the uh, the place that I was going, it it was almost like it was falling apart before I got there. Oh, and so okay. I was yeah. like, eh, you know, I don't want to spend my money on something that you know, like, like yeah. it looked like it was a sinking ship, right? Yeah. So I was, I was like, you know, I'm not gonna sail on that. And then and then I had met the teacher of the business course, and I was like, I really liked him. He, mm-hmm. he had he had good character, like principled man, very intelligent, and. uh 
And so I was like, you know what? I might as well, if I'm going to take something to school, I might as well learn how to do business, you know, yeah. because like businesses is the business of the world. Like, yeah. you know, you pretty much can't get on without it. Yeah. The, like, yeah. And, I, and I learned that, you know, like, like I, I need money and it's okay to make money and it's okay mm -hmm. to sell people stuff, you know, like, totally. like, it, like, like charity is also good, but at the same time, I can't, you know, mm -hmm. be that popper that's, you know, oh, I'm going to give you the clothes off my back and freeze to death out in Calgary, you know? Like, yeah, like, no doubt. And, and so, you know, and then I've also learned through through experience too that, you know, that like the more that I have, the more I have to give. Yeah. And, and so, um, and also like, you know, a, a message to somebody coming into recovery is like, oh, I just, I sit and I hide in the meetings and I, I, you know, like I don't have anything to show or give, you mm -hmm. know, if someone, especially at a very early age in sobriety where, mm -hmm. you know, material things matter still and seeing somebody of material success as well mm -hmm. as spiritual success, I think is better than just someone who's, mm -hmm. you know, talks these, oh, you just got to be spiritual, you know, like, like. There's well, nothing to back up. Yeah, I think you have to. Tr it has to translate into your practical day to day. Like totally. But like yeah. we, I talk about this all the time. Where if it's not practical, it's not spiritual. So yeah, if you're if you're building a, a mystical life, that's fine. Mm. But that's not necessarily spiritual. That's right? true. And it's yeah, not. It's good. definitely not fucking practical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Because <laughs> some of that stuff is just not practical. Not at all. You know. And I'm not. I don't. I'm not even going to pick apart anything that isn't. Mm. But like it's a. It's the saying that I think it comes from NA or CA. It's if it's not spiritual, it's not practical. Mm -hmm. It's a very simple way for me, at least, big dumb that I am, is to remind myself of if I'm off the practical beam, I'm probably not being very spiritual. That's, and that's a, it's such a good right? point because it has to translate to the other well, to. Like, person. Because like like really that, that's what I found too. You know, mm -hmm. like with all with all the steps, you know, like some of the greatest things that I've learned, you know, is a you know I don't got to find this higher power in mm -hmm. step three. You know, I just got to be willing to like go forward and, mm -hmm. and then find out what this higher power looks like to me of my own personal mm -hmm. making. And yeah, exactly that, you know, like anything that, that, that stays up here and isn't put into action is mm -hmm. just good intentions. And that's it. We all know how the road to hell looks, you know, it's, it's paved, it's paved with, with those. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> I like that saying. That's yeah. a good one. What time we got, Darcy? How you feel, man? Great. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I mean, this is, yeah, I'm, I'm just super honored. Again. Do you have it? Oh, dude, it's a pleasure to have you, man. An honor mm. to have you here. I appreciate your friendship. Um, you have uh, something coming up here, I think. Uh, this year? No, not this year. Next year? When is it you guys are tying the... Oh yeah, yeah, the marriage. Oh yeah, this year. I don't know. Yeah, okay, that one. Yeah. I, look, married. I'm trying to save your bacon. I want yeah. you to talk about it because just in case she listens to she this, gonna listen to I'm gonna, I'm gonna get her to. So you better so. talk about it right now. Well, yeah, you know, we decided <laughs> to get married because you know, the, 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 like, I never again with that chaotic thing. I never really mm -hmm. believed in marriage, but for sure, you know, like, like, like the, the commitment and all that has mm -hmm. just been such an amazing thing to be like you know what like i i'm committed to her you know like when it mm -hmm. comes to a sexual partner you know mm -hmm. like and um she yeah it was like the love of love of my life it sounds know? like you guys have become partners yeah. oh like, like yeah. so much you know like and, and she's she's out for all she's always out for my best interest yeah right and so i was like i gotta put a ring on her so, you know, like, like I got it, I got it. And, and so I did. And um, I got her friend to actually make the ring. Mm -hmm. And then um, 
And then, uh, like, I was like, I was, I wanted to do something kind of romantic, but mm-hmm. then I got the ring, and I'm like, I can't, you know, like, I, I can't, can't wait. Yeah, I, I can't not open this present. So I like proposed to her, like, when she were going to bed, like awkwardly. <laughs> That's so, awesome. I thought you were going to say you proposed while she was taking a dump. No, that would have been like <laughs> the most, the best awkward situation ever. That would have been, been like. The one for the annals, but this one was like, just like awkward. And then, so the, all right. so the ring didn't fit. And, um, like it was just before Christmas that yeah. I proposed and we we're just like, we're, we're going to go elope. Like we got a marriage certificate mm-hmm. license or application. Yeah. And so we're just going to go elope somewhere, probably here. I think that yeah. would be, um, Dude. I didn't know what elope, she, she always bugs me. She's like, you don't know what elope means. And I'm like. It means running away from and not doing it with your family and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. I, I think. I'm pretty means? sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and so. Um, but anyway, so we're at my parents' house for Christmas and she has it on her middle finger cause it's not, it doesn't fit her ring oh, okay. finger. Like we gotta get it resized. And so her, or my, my stepdad, like we're showing and, and we show my stepdad and he didn't really hear. She just like, cause I said, oh, her friend made it, but he, I think he heard friendship ring. And so oh, like, okay. it was on the middle like, finger yeah. and he like kind of sloughs it off and he's like, oh, whatever. And then she leaves and I'm telling my brother about it. And I'm like, yeah, we're getting married. And my stepdad's like, what? what? <laughs> He's like, I feel so humiliated. I I, I didn't even congratulate her. Yeah, I'm like, don't worry about it. You know, like it was like it was it was as awkward as that. What you know? Totally, like, like, it, it's all good. That's awesome. So yeah, we're we're gonna hopefully tie the knot within the next couple months here. Cool, um, man. Cool. Congratulations, yeah. dude. Be a, a married alcoholic. Nice, <laughs> you know, like, dude. Love is in the air, man. Yeah, man. It totally is. And right I, I can truly say that, you know, that like I, I love her. You know? Yeah. Like, but I can also say that about myself too now, you yeah. know, like, like and, and that, I guess that's the last thing is like the difference between selfishness and self-love, you know, that mm-hmm. there's like selfishness for me is fear-based, but self-love is, is love. And it's so mm-hmm. important because when I first got in, I was like, oh, you know, I'm being selfish, blah, blah, you know, it was like, no, I'm being self-caring, mm-hmm. you know, and, and because like... God, as I understand, God isn't like, oh, you need to just be help everyone else, and you know, like if there, if there's a puddle, you need to lay in the puddle so someone can walk on. You know, no, it's it's not like you know, yeah. that, like for me, it's like I I need to love myself as much as I'm going to love someone else. You yeah. know, that like, and, and so I can do that now. We could, and, and you know, and I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And so that's cool, man. Work in progress, but totally, you know, dude, work so. in progress. But it's nice that when you have self love, you can recognize that being with someone who helps you and is a fan and a friend like that's self-love to be with someone totally like that, yeah and, right? and, and and just finding that and, and to stay and, and enjoy it yeah because she like she really is she's like like she's just the, like one of the most marvelous people and she has this energy about her that like you know like, like i think people see that like you know mm-hmm. like i'm not the only one that sees that yeah. right and and so like she's got a like her her friends are are a fan base too, mm-hmm. right? And but she doesn't look for that, you know. No. She just like she just does it, you know. Like that's pretty cool. Like, like, like she 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 always gives me a lot of aha moments of like what I'm trying to achieve mm-hmm. in sobriety. Like, again, like her being her, no matter where she goes, yeah, you know, and, and then being like, oh, that's what I'm trying to get to. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I say about Heather every time, man. Yeah, I'm like I'm just trying to get where she is naturally. Yeah, right? totally. In and some of those ways. Oh, man, it's, yeah. it's amazing to see. Yeah, that's so, cool, man. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Thanks well, again thanks. for coming on, Alex. Hey, well, thanks for having me, man. Anytime. It's awesome. Cool. We would like to remind you that the opinions shared are those of the individuals and not representative of Freedom's Path Recovery Society or any other affiliation we may share 
with organizations or individuals. Thank you, Wild Rose United Church, for your open-hearted giving to the community at large in a multitude of ways. You have graciously provided space and love for us to work within, and we cannot thank the staff, volunteers, and members of the church enough for all that they do each and every day. Thank you again, Darcy Robinson. As usual, your work is incredible. Thanks for donating it to us. I am not here without each of our board of directors, Trent Baker, Todd Deer, Christine Pimiskern, Heather Morijot, Wayne Lurie, and John James. To all of the individuals who graciously donate their money and time to helping Freedom's Path become a society and now a charity, thank you. Who is Freedom's Path? We work directly with individuals and families struggling and suffering from, with addiction of all types, mental illness, codependency, and a multitude of difficulties humans bring forward as they attempt to make life-altering changes. If you are interested in attending our upcoming or future groups, being a guest on the podcast, or looking to make a donation or help in some other way, please contact us through our website, www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca, or find us on Facebook at Freedoms Path Recovery Society. If you are close to giving up, regardless of what your difficulty might be, please reach out to someone. You can always give up tomorrow, or maybe you won't have to. To anyone listening, imagine that your voice might be the only one someone hears inside their darkness. What is it you would like to say? As for me, I'm David Lurie, and I wish you all the best, wherever you are. Be safe and try to have some fun, because our time here is quite limited after all.